listening to Fandoms. I'm your host, Brody Otway. Join me as I interview a guest about anything from Captain Kirk to the anime berserk. Today, we'll be talking to Matthew about the anime berserk. Welcome to the show, Matthew. What's up, buddy? Not a whole lot. Are you ready to get into it? Oh, I've been hyped all week, so let's uh, let's share the love, man. All right. So for somebody who's never heard of the series, what is Berserk? It was originally a manga. It was released in like a weekly magazine and just kind of like 10 pages at a time, right? Just trying to build some momentum. It's been going like that ever since it started. And after they collect, you know, so many, so many pages and so much material, they release it as an actual manga book. The creator, uh, Kentaro Mira, started back in 1988. Uh, he sadly was not able to conclude the story the way he wanted to. Unfortunately, he did pass away back in 2021. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure just alone for his family and everything like that, it was a little bit of a bad scenario, but like fans all around the world were like, just heartbroken the amount of stuff i saw going out fan art fan created material just so much heartbreak going out for the guy the story follows a protagonist named gatsu uh or guts for like the english versions pretty much from his birth all the way to his adulthood really sad birth story like mercenaries find a infant baby underneath a hanging woman on a tree and that's where they pick him up kind of grows up with the mercenaries and ruins away the sword just as a child right tries to make his keep the entire time through just getting really bad scenarios right and just trying to learn things on the battlefield couple very adult moments happening as he's growing up not going to get into it for spoilers and also i don't know how old your your fan base is going to be watching this one the setting is kind of like a medieval europe so a lot of castles open field combat not a whole lot of oriental influence which is really weird considering you know where the writer grew up and everything like that right but it was just a really cool scenario for him to write through so how did you first get into berserk one day back in my teen years i was just you know cruising what was available anime content at the time i'm you know 34 myself right so back 20 years ago you know netflix wasn't around Crunchyroll wasn't really a thing right i don't know how old you are brandon but man it was not it was not an easy time to find anime back in the day yeah i'm 29 so i I know how it was it was whatever was on your local like station and then like the bits you could find in like low res on what existed of the internet at the time yeah so besides inuyasha dragon ball and sailor moon uh you know i stumbled across berserk one year and first episode sunk me in and again it was just like oh what's this thing right oh it's medieval combat sure i'll try it out and then really you know kind of messed with my head for a little bit because again i was like 12 13 watching the first episode and then getting through the rest of it right so again i know some of the stuff that happens in the series and yeah at 12 i would have not have been prepared for it <laughs> so who's your favorite character in the series favorite has got to be guts right he's just the main man right he does everything he can for those around him and just his story is so in depth the kentaro writes such a great story with character driven and focus right like you get background fleshed out on so many of the characters and it doesn't matter like he can be fighting one person and putting his all into it or he's fighting a hundred people to save one 
friend of his. And again, he just goes and doesn't matter the, the, the problem in front of him, he's facing it. There is a close second. There's a character that shows up later called the Skull Knight. Really mysterious character. A lot of ties to a lot of the fantasy element to the show. And just very ominous, foreboding character. But he's always an ally to to Guts, but in a weird way. And you're, you're really making, you're really selling me on this show. I'm, I think I'm going to start it pretty soon after this. Buddy, like you do, just shoot me a message afterwards when you're done it. And I want to hear your, uh, when you get to the eclipse scene, after that, I want to know how you feel. Sounds good. So speaking of the getting into it, uh, why are there so many different like adaptations and stuff? I understand there's like a 2D animation and like a 3D one. And like, where do you start with Berserk? So I would start with the one that was back in 97. I find it was the best adaptation so far. It was the first one. The animation was by far the best because it was all, you know, it was 97, right? It wasn't all computer generated, like the new Ghost in the Shell series on Netflix or the new One Piece or whatever, right? It's, it was hand-drawn, frame by frame, and it's gorgeous. The story was excellent. They didn't get very far within uh, the anime as opposed to the original manga, but it gets you far enough that you get to see some really messed up stuff and want more afterwards, right? So you're going to... You finish that last episode and you're running to the mangas trying to get whatever you can get out of it. For those that have trouble finding things online, there is a Netflix three-part adaptation that's uh, Berserk Golden Age Arc. It's broken into three films. Really good. It is a little bit newer animation, but it's uh, it's not like the other one that we're going to talk about in a second. Easy to watch through. Gets a little bit further than the original anime. And shows you a couple new characters. If you've read through the manga first and then you watch it, there's a lot of little cool Easter eggs in it. Right, You get to see some characters that show up later in the manga that just make kind of like a guest appearance in a bar or something like that. Um, and then there's the cursed one that we will talk about right now, which is the anime from 2016. That one's rough. That one broke my heart. When they were doing the production for it, they split it between two studios. So one studio handled all the, the background animations. And one studio handled the character animation. And then when they layered it, it just didn't go well. <laughs> and you get all, I'm sure you can find some berserk memes of like guts walking away. And it looks like someone's walking a popsicle stick away from the, the camera, right? I've um, seen a few of the things from it. And I that was one of the reasons I was hesitant to get into the series. Yeah, you can skip that one entirely. Just watch the original, watch the three-part movies. And... A little shout out to some guys that are doing some really cool work, if you don't mind. Oh, go for it. There's a studio called Studio Eclipse. They're a fan-made little group of guys, as far as I understand. And they're doing a fan-made Berserk series. And they've done one episode out so far. It is gorgeous. It is following the source material. And I'm waiting for more info on when they release a second episode. But it looks really good. So I'm going to stay posted for that for anyone that's interested. That sounds really cool. It's it's amazing what some anime fans just end up doing with no monetary incentive. Absolutely, man. Back in my day, it was all uh, anime music videos. So Gundam over Ramstein, and that was about it. Linkin Park over <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> those days. So what's your favorite way to experience the series, the manga or the animation? Oh, buddy. Um, the manga is... Probably my favorite. Uh, Kentaro did such a great job animating things like giant two-page displays. He was, as far as I understand, one of the first like real manga artists to do giant two-panel 
displays, right? It'll just take the whole thing. And then if you can get your hands on the large collector tomes, I think there's 13 of them out right now. So they do um, four mangas per collector tome. Books are like twice the size, probably a little bit bigger. And it really helps just, you can soak in all the art. Right? When he does a really big, dark piece, right, of some kind of demonic fantasy creature, you're just like, this is what I was looking for. That right? sounds awesome. I, I yeah. might have to check out the the manga too. I've been looking for new things to read. Yeah, if you're a bit of a metalhead or anything like that as well, Venom Sweater usually goes hand in hand with metalheads. Just the imagery, it just, it looks like album art. You know, you want to just, you picture some Norwegian band screaming their face off when you're looking at the art. That's awesome. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things about metal is the cool art. Yeah. So uh, what obstacles exist for somebody who's trying to get into the series? At the moment, man, I would have to say not much. I mean, with his passing, the anime kind of took a bit of a boom. And with how readily available everything is online, man, it has never been easier to pick up the series. Like I said, there's the three-part movie thing right on Netflix for anyone that hasn't canceled the Netflix account. Jump online. You can stream 97, the movies, the new one if you really wanted to. Like I just said, Studio Eclipse is doing the first one. And the mangas, you can find the mangas of chapters. It is super easy to grab the series, and I highly suggest anyone does it. That's awesome. That's awesome that it's easily accessible for anybody looking to get into it. That's always a nice plus for a fandom. Have you ever had any negative experiences with another member of the fandom at all? Not one. I, for the Toronto area where I am out in, you know, Ontario, Canada, I hit every con in the GTA, whether it be Anime North, Fan Expo, Comic Cons, I'll go to Niagara, I'll go wherever. And I bump into as many Berserk fans as I can not one bad experience everyone is a brother everyone's a sister they all love the series i've cosplayed for my first time as guts at fan expo 2023 um yeah you might be able to see some photos if you go through the the fan expo site i bumped into i think three or four other guts cosplayers one Casca, and two griffiths from the series instantly best friends to everybody we were swinging swords with each other the Casca cosplayer was all hyped we took a bunch of photos you know, Griffith is a bit of a sore button if you watch the series, but that even that guy was, you know, down to take some shots. So it was a good time. That's awesome. I can't wait to actually get to go to some kind of convention or something. I've never been myself. Oh, man, you got to make it to a con at some point. Let me know if you're ever in the area. Awesome. Um, so the next chunk we're going to go into, you do not have to worry about spoilers, anything explicit. It's fine. We got, we have an explicit rating for the podcast. Most of our episodes are pretty tame, but we have <laughs> no problem with whatever. So feel free to go into anything. The first question here is, what is your favorite moment in the series? So many good moments. Ah, so many dark, pivotal stories. Don't have to limit yeah. it to one. You can... If you want to run us through a couple quick, that's totally fine. We've so I'm sure most Berserk fans are going to say the Eclipse. Um, it is the most story pivoting moment I've seen in pretty much any anime. Um, you know, everything is going kind of downhill and then it just gets the hills gone. You're just dropping. Um, you get to really see I'm going to remember mention the members of the God Hand, which are these five demonic entities that show up and just make everything chaotic and guts and his entire band of the hawk brothers are just decimated and yeah griffith 
takes a downward hill because he's after his epitome, his dream, and his dream just happens to not include everybody else, and he has to make this big sacrifice. Guts involves a love story with Casca. That makes a big twist. So yeah, the, the eclipse scene has got to be one of the biggest favorable moments of the series. My personal, though, that might just edge it out is the first time they meet another character named uh, Zod the Immortal. It's kind of their mercenary groups raiding a castle. Gus is wondering why a bunch of his raiders cannot make it any further. And they find out there's this character in there. And he's just killing everybody. And you're not, he's, he's like, how is one guy holding up the entire army? So he goes in and this guy is a tank. Like Guts is already a big dude, but this guy's standing like 10 foot, bare chested, swinging a sword and just no one's alive. So he starts trying to take him on. And this is the first time you really get a taste of anything fantasy because as Guts wounds him, Zod kind of just does this thing and transforms into a big ass minotaur. And no one knew how to process it. Guts is like, what is happening? Right? He keeps trying to do his thing. Griff shows up and tries to help him. They're both getting pretty beat around. They both wound him. Zod is ecstatic because he's never actually gotten wounded in like over 100 years or something like that, if I recall, because he is Zod the Immortal. Just as things start to get really bad again, you know, Griffith is out. He's gotten knocked out. Zod sees this little trinket on Griffith's neck. And it really sets him back and he doesn't kill Griffith. And he's kind of foreboding something, a little bit of a premonition, turns to guts and warns him about something. But again, it's all very mysterious. Nothing really conclusive. And you're like, what is happening? And then Zod just takes off and leaves them there. Guts has to explain to Griffith that like this thing on your neck saved us, but no one knows what's up. And then you proceed with the story and you that little trinket, that little trinket plays a huge role. And uh, yeah, that's Man, probably you, my favorite moment. You got me pretty hyped to actually get into the series. I I know a few things about certain spoilers that you yeah. avoided through uh, the fir- the eclipse thing, but I yeah, I'm definitely that second story there got me very intrigued. Um, yeah, I'm sold on Berserk now, and I hope, hope my listeners are too. Um, Perfect. you said the you said the uh author passed away. So does the series have a satisfying ending to it, or is it just left on a cliffhanger? So when he passed, there was a lot of speculation, right? And they didn't want to say anything right immediately because they wanted the family to deal with their thing. His studio has come forward and they've said that they're going to continue because he did leave some material, right? He did have plans for stuff and there was a there was a guideline, but they don't want to kind of a catch 22. They don't want to keep going with the story and just go beyond what he wrote because they don't feel like they can do it justice to what the original author Dick Kentaro was, at, was doing. So they do want to put it to an end, but as well, they don't want to just drop an ending right now because the story is not com- complete. So they have been still releasing actually just on Friday. Uh, they released another like 10 pages. The story's still going. They're doing what they can. The artist still, you know, his team's still doing amazing. They're still killing it. Everyone knows it's coming to an end. And I, we just want a decent ending. That's all. It's good that it sounds like they're taking their time and putting care into the ending and not just slapping something together and ending it abruptly or leaving you guys on a cliffhanger. Absolutely. All right. So our last couple questions here. What would you say the best part about being a Berserk fan is? 
Uh, um, best part about being a Berserk fan? Best part about being a Berserk fan? It's got to be the other fandom. The, the, every time I see somebody, even if we're at a con and I just see somebody with like a leg tattoo and they got the Eclipse going or the brand, or like I got all kinds of Berserk tats on me right now. And you'll see somebody like, it's that whole Spider-Man pointing moment, right? You'll see somebody with the Berserk brand and you point at him, he points back at you. Everyone's like, oh yeah, right? So like I said, the, the, the fans have been excellent. Right. We you bond instantly with somebody for like friends for life. I took up fencing just the other day. There's a bunch of Berserk fans in the fencing group. Super right? cool. Yeah. So I brought my cosplay sword with me and everyone was like, let me get a picture with that. Let me get a picture with that. Right. So like, I, I've, I've never met these guys before. And all of a sudden, you know, we're swinging swords with each other and trying to knock each other's heads off. And it's still, you know, for the love. Right. That's awesome. I, I love it when there's a great fandom. And why does Berserk mean so much to you? It means a lot to me because... I kind of use Guts as a symbol. He always did what he can to protect those that he cares for and that he loves and he holds close, especially considering he was effectively an orphan, right? That never really had a family. And he kind of makes this makeshift family out of the mercenary group. Again, he there is the love interest with the one character there. And the amount this guy goes through, right? The amount of broken bones and blood he sheds and suffering god the suffering this man goes through right but every time he does it it's always for those that are close to him and those that he holds dear and no matter how much you struggle through it to help those around he still comes out bruised and broken but a winner right so i kind of use that as just for my life right i got my wife at home her family my family when things go south it goes south but you you get through it and you come out the other side and you just try to win on the end of it that's awesome man i i love that I love that the series actually means so much to you. I love talking to people about the things they're passionate about. You can tell that you're super passionate about Berserk and it's been awesome having you on and talking to you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for having me on. I saw the the post and there's no way I was missing spreading the love. So Awesome. Uh, yeah, this whole co- anime community has been super supportive and now I'm having a hard time finding uh, people to keep up because of the amount of anime topics I have coming up, it's like, it's supposed to be a podcast about anything but now it's like tons of anime episodes i need i need the <laughs> sports people to step up oh they'll be there i'm sure you'll find some tml fans out there all right man <laughs> thanks for coming on it's been a blast if you'd like to be a guest yourself submit questions give us feedback or just join us in chat come follow us on discord if you're a big fan of memes as i am come join us on facebook and share your best ones with me And if you want to help me pester some bigger YouTubers and podcasters to come onto the show, join me on Twitter and we can turn that sweet, sweet pressure into some good old fashioned peer pressure.